Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Schwartz, and I'd like to welcome you to Life After Blindness. This is the podcast where we are dedicated to the exploration of an enabled life with blindness. Coming up in this week's show, I'll be speaking with Maria Johnson from GirlGoneBlind.com about accessibility that's being included with the card game Uno, as well as Legos, and with the Amazon Echo Show. We'll also talk about a brand new website that was just recently launched to help us better find restaurant menus in a very accessible way. And in today's tech tip, I'll have a volume control tip for you concerning the Apple Watch, and I'll be doing a hands-on walkthrough and review of Ira's recent updates to their app and services. But before we get to all of that, many of the regular listeners to Life After Blindness know that I'd like to begin the show with what I call because of my blindness. Now, traditionally, this has been where I have you, the listeners, submit a story to me about something positive or inspirational that has happened to you because of your blindness. So something that might not have ever happened if you hadn't been blind, whether it's that you met somebody or got to experience something very special or someone very special came into your life, whatever that might be, those are the stories that I traditionally am looking for. Well, we are here in October in 2019, and this is Blindness Awareness Month. So I thought I'd spin this just a little bit this month, and I went out to social media and asked people to share stories with me about things that they would want others to know about blindness, whether that's advice that they had for someone who is losing their vision or some other sort of story that they'd like to share or something that they'd want to tell to people who aren't visually impaired or blind to the sighted community to let them know something about blindness. So for this first installment of Because of My Blindness for Blind Awareness Month, I have two things that were sent to me. One was posted on the Life After Blindness Facebook group, which you can request to join by visiting the Life After Blindness Facebook page. Just search for Life After Blindness on Facebook or go to at Labcast and you can ask to join the group there. And while you're there, also please like and follow the Facebook page. And then the second submission comes to us from a member of the social media app Vorail, where you can submit audio messages instead of text. So here is the Blindness Awareness Month edition of Because of My Blindness. Hi, Tim. I'd like sighted people to know that sight impairment is a range and not everyone will have a guide dog. Equally, many can still use a phone screen. For people losing their sight like I am, I think it's important to know that life hasn't ended. It's just changing. It opens new doors and enables you to find empathy for others. I guess what I would want people to know is that blindness is just a form of diversity. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just part of who we are. It's part of our identity. It's a bit like being male, female, black, white. Um, like, so, for example, I'm female, yeah, I'm, I'm happy being female, I'm comfortable with it, sometimes I love it, occasionally I hate it, <laughs> um, but most of the time it just is, and it's the same about blindness, it's just an identity, um, it's nothing less or nothing more than that, um, we are human beings, <laughs> we're not like helpless or less of a person because we're blind you know we'll um well like i know for me i have a job um i have a home 
I do the same things as sighted people do. I have a very responsible job working with some of the most vulnerable people in society. Um, and it just, I have to say, like, it just riles me. It just gets me really mad when people think that we're so helpless that we can't even cross the street. Um, and it's like, if you can imagine the types of situations that I go into for work, you know, and then you come and speak to me as if I'm a five-year-old that can't even cross the street. Um, and I guess, um, you know, my thing is, is you don't have to treat me like less of a person. Like when we get grabbed and pulled about when we're trying to walk somewhere, you know, I mean, just today I had, I think, two people at separate times came and just grabbed hold of me without asking. And it's like, well, you don't do it to other people, so you why do you have to do it to me like we're just people like everybody else and I know it's a really simple message but for some reason it seems so difficult for sighted people to understand uh, and I guess then that message gets transmitted on to people that lose their sight that you know life is so terrible and so tragic and they're so helpless that's also I think why a lot of people don't move on from from that journey and they don't kind of pick themselves up but it takes them a long time because of those sort of negative attitudes. Wow, there were a lot of really good points made there in each of those messages. So I'd like to first thank Tim Dixon, who sent in the first message that I had read there for you. He is a part of the Life After Blindness Facebook group that is public and open to anyone to join. And you can find that by going to the Life After Blindness Facebook page, and you can ask to sign up for the group there. But Tim sent that in uh, to me on the group page, and he makes so many great points there about saying, you know, we can do things. We are able to do so many different things just because we're blind or visually impaired. That, that doesn't stop us and it shouldn't stop us. That is a big point to make to the world that we might need a little bit of assistance. There might be some help that we'll need along the way, maybe even some training or retraining, but we can do things, many things. As was emphasized in the second message, that message was actually sent to me on the social media app Vorail, where you are able to share audio messages. If you'd like to send me a story or a piece of advice to be shared on a future episode of the Life After Blindness podcast, my email address is tim at lifeafterblindness.com. Next up, let's see if we can get a bit of help from the A-team. The team at Ira, that is. In 2017, a crack engineering unit was assembled to assist the blind and visually impaired. If you have a problem and no one else can help, call the A-Team. That's right, a team of trained professionals is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, to help assist people who are blind and visually impaired. And no, it has nothing to do with Hannibal, Murdoch, Face, or even Mr. T. No, the A-Team that I'm referring to is an app for Android and iPhone called Ira. Ira, spelled A-I-R-A, is a paid monthly service that will connect you with a trained agent that will provide you visual information on demand. You connect with an agent using the Ira app on your smartphone and then either using the built-in camera of your phone or specialized glasses that have a built-in camera, the agent can see what's in front of you. In addition to the monthly subscription, Ira also offers a free tier for anyone, whether you are a subscriber or not, that allows you to use the Ira service for up to five minutes at a time for shorter tasks. 
IRA also offers free service through its various partnerships with many airports, college and university campuses, AT&T wireless stores, Walgreens pharmacy locations, certain conventions specific to the blind and visually impaired community, and even some restaurants. This basically means that when the app is detected you've entered one of these locations, you can use the IRA service completely free for the duration of your visit there. Let's go ahead and launch the IRA app then so I can show you just how accessible and easy it is to get some help. Sometimes I just need a little help. Why do I try to take the world on by myself? I'm asking you please a little help. The app itself is pretty self-explanatory, so I'm going to let it do most of the talking itself, but I will chime in here and there just to give a little bit more context about what we're looking at. So without further ado, let's launch IRA. 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 Loading. Announcement. IRA is a free service now. Five-minute calls for short everyday tasks. Upgrade. Button. Cancel. Button. Choose a plan that works for you. Heading level one. Now remember, I am located in the United States, so the prices you'll hear in this list are in U.S. dollars. And you will hear a before and after price. The before is if you were to subscribe using just the camera on your smartphone. The after is if you were to use the glasses with built-in camera supplied by Ira. Those glasses are called Horizon. Connect with agents anytime, anywhere. Intro plan, 30 minutes, $29 per month. Horizon cannot available, button. Standard plan, 120 minutes, $99 per month, $124 per month with Horizon, button. Advanced plan, 300 minutes, $199 per month, $224 per month with Horizon, button. Want to sign up over the phone or change your payment currency? Call customer care at 1-800-835-1934, link, cancel, button. Call arrow for free, from phone, button. Selected, home, tab, 1 of 5. My glass, tab, 2 of 5. My glass, heading. No glasses available. As an explorer, you'd have the choice to enjoy a hands-free arrow experience with our smart glasses on eligible plans. Learn more about the Horizon Kit at Arrow. IO slash Horizon. Upgrade right arrow, button. Home, tab, one of five. Selected, my glass, tab, two of five. Love, tab, three of five. <laughs> Believe it or not, that button is labeled live, L-I-V-E. Thanks, voiceover. Love, heading. More info, button. Search, search field. No active session. Refresh, button. Home, tab, one of five. My glass, tab, two of, selected, love, tab, three of five. Usage, tab, four of five. Usage, heading. No usage available. The usage tab is where explorers can view their usage summary, breakdown, call log, and the minutes used by other people in your plan. As an explorer, you can also leave ratings for previous calls and purchase add-on minutes. Upgrade right arrow, button. Home, tab, one of five. My glass, tab, two of five. Love, tab, three of five. Selected, usage, tab, four of five. More, tab, five of five. More, heading. Account, heading. Profile, Tim, button. Photos, button. When you're connected to an IRA agent, you can actually have them take a photo of whatever it is that's being viewed on your camera phone or through the Horizon glasses, and then those photos will show up here. Rideshare button. Here, you can connect either your Uber or Lyft accounts so that your IRA agent can help you when you are requesting either of the rideshare services, and they can help track your vehicle or even let you know when they see it coming. Refer friends button. Upgrade button. Share minutes, button. Advanced features, heading. Air access, button. Selecting IRA access will provide you with more information about IRA's partners and how you can use IRA in certain locations for free, like I talked about earlier in this review. 
Messages. Off. Button. Siri. Enabled. Button. Support. Heading. Help Center. Button. Explore Guide. Button. About. Ver 3.10.1. Button. Contact us. Log out. Home. Tab. 105. And there you have it, Ira and the Ira app, connecting you to a professional agent on the A-Team to provide you with visual information on demand whenever and wherever you need it. Uh, I just love it when a plan comes together. If you want more information about the Ira service, you can visit their website at ira.io. That's A-I-R-A dot I-O. And now let's see what's going on in this week's news. And joining me for the news this week, back by popular demand, if the downloads are any indication, I'm joined this week by Girl Gone Blind herself, Maria Johnson. Maria, welcome back to Life After Blindness. Hi, Tim. I am thrilled to be back. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming back. This is uh, becoming a regular regular thing for us, which is not a bad thing. I, I like it. Uh, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Well, Maria, this week we've got four brand new stories that I think are really interesting, things that people are going to want to hear about, and I'm happy to have you on to get your insight into some of these stories, one of which we'll get to at the end. I actually heard from you, so thank you for that. Um, But uh, first off, we're going to talk about making some games and toys a little bit more accessible, actually a lot more accessible. And so we'll start this week with an announcement from Mattel that they're making their popular card game Uno accessible by including Braille on the cards and then Braille on the instructions along with new instructions for blind people to, uh, well, maybe play the game a little bit easier. And so they've, they've just recently come out with this. It's a brand new partnership with Target stores, actually, in the United States. You can purchase this new Uno deck at Target. And I am really excited about this. Now, unfortunately, I don't fully know Braille yet. I'm working on that very, very slowly. However, I am excited about this because as a kid, I would play Uno for hours and hours with my family, with my friends. I absolutely loved Uno and and still do. I play a version of it on my iPhone. I'm really happy to see that Mattel has done this, Maria. What what are your thoughts about this? Well, I agree. I think any games that you can make more accessible, card games, board games, whatnot, is always a good thing. I even know some some families who have posted on Facebook and different social media how thrilled they are to see that this game has added Braille to their cards because their children do read Braille. They learn Braille at a young age. And now they can enjoy the game as a family. And, you know, who doesn't want that? I also have played this game hundreds of times with my kids when they were little, and it, it is fun. It, it is really fun, and it's pretty simple. It's colors and numbers and a few wild cards, things like that. But what I thought was also interesting, Tim, was they changed the rules of the game. And um, in, in the article that uh, I recently read about it was they actually play out all the rules and the directions of the game. And at one point in the game, you as the person who is blind, visually impaired can actually yell out card check. And what that means is that everyone you're playing with has to tell how many cards they have left. 
And I remember playing sighted when you saw that person only with two cards left or one card left, you know, you start yep. panicking. They're yep. going to win. Hurry up. Yeah. Right. So if you can't see the other person's cards, you have no clue where are we at at the game. Is someone close? Or are we still going to be playing this for, you know, a little longer? Um, I thought that was really interesting. The other thing was, um, I guess if you don't trust your friends, <laughs> you can, you are allowed as the person who is blind to touch the card on top of the discard pile um, and check to see if the person that said it's a blue seven, say, you're allowed to go and just double check that in the Braille, it says B7, which would mean blue seven. I guess just to make sure your friends are on the up and up. I, I don't know, but maybe people have trust <laughs> issues. I'm not sure. So, you know, I mean, hey, just just another way that uh, someone who knows Braille can just participate a little better and easier in the game. And, you know, that's awesome. I, I think it's a great thing. Um, Tim, did you know that they also have giant Uno cards for low vision? You know, I, I gathered that they probably did. I know that you can get larger or large print just playing cards. And so to be able to get large print Uno cards doesn't surprise me, but I never had really thought about it before until uh, until right now. But yeah, that is something that I'm glad to hear that Uno also provides. So they've now got the Braille, but you can also get large print. I know you've, you've looked into this a little bit. Yeah, I've had some friends... Um that have actually posted about the larger cards um, in the past on social media. And I was like, whoa, 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 you know, cause I, I too, I knew about the, the larger uh, deck of regular playing cards. They're actually eight and a half by 11. They're huge. And I imagine the table you would have to have to play with those. Oh but my goodness. Yeah. I know I thought it, I've actually have them on the Christmas list. Um, haven't gotten them yet. So you know, <laughs> hoping Santa's going to bring them. Cause I think that would be fun. I, I would love to be able to, you know, play solitaire or play war with my kids or whatever. But the Uno cards was my first introduction to, hey, they're making cards bigger so that people with low vision can actually join in on the game. So Mattel is just now taking it to the next level. They're adding Braille. So totally blind people who know Braille can play the game. So kudos to Mattel. And I can see this maybe, you know, expanding out to other games and hopefully it will. Yeah, Marie, I really do like this. Anytime that we can take anything and make it accessible, whether it's large print or Braille or whether it's a, you know something that you can play on your computer or your smartphone. I had mentioned earlier that I play a version of Uno on my iPhone. It's actually made by Marty Schultz, the Blindfold Games guy. Uh, if people search for Blindfold Wildcard, you can find that. And it's a fully playable version of Uno right there on your, on your smartphone. But to have all these different options is just so awesome. I would have never thought about any of these kind of things way back when I was losing my vision. And that kind of brings me into our next story, Maria, because something else that I did a lot as a kid was play with Legos. And I know for a long time, Legos have been very popular amongst children or anybody, I guess, with a visual impairment, uh, just because of their tactile nature, just by default, they're very easy to pick up and feel, and you can feel, you know, how to piece them together and they're very tactile. And so that, that makes them a really great toy. But the problem has been some of the kits that well, all the kits that they've released for Lego. If you have one of those kits and you can't read the instructions to figure out how to put that kit together, and they're very meticulous, very specific on some of these kits, making beautiful mm -hmm. castles or spaceships or whatever it might be, putting these things together, 
that can be obviously a major challenge for somebody who can't see because you need to not only read the directions, but be able to know what pieces are which and all that kind of thing. And recently, Lego has come out and provided not just audio, not just Braille, but also online, so you can find it with a screen reader, all the instructions available for certain kits. Now, it's not every kit, obviously, right now, but they are building a library, basically, of kits so that you can get accessible instructions to put together some of these kits. And to me, this is fantastic. I loved Legos as a kid, and I'm really happy to see yet another company making their product accessible. Yeah, you know, um, my kids did Legos as well as kids. Um, I don't remember back in the day, you know, playing Legos myself, but I sat with for I sat for hours with my kids doing Legos, Lego trains, Lego cars, Lego castles, like you said. I mean, there's such a huge variety and it's such a popular uh toy and probably always will be. Um, and because I think it promotes creativity and, and all of that. So, you know, the cool thing that an article mentioned was say you're building the White House. I'm just using that as an example. I don't know if they have a Lego <laughs> kit for the White House. You build the White House, you then have a tactile model, small scale, of course, of the White House that you can feel and get an idea in your head what the White House looks like. Same with some of the other kits that they have building, you know, a space shuttle or, um, you know, some sort of monument. Then you have a tactile model of what that is. And you, as the person building it, then has something to feel. And now you know what it looks like in your imagination. So I thought that was a cool part of it too. Yeah, for me, especially at this stage of my blindness in my life, anything tactile, anything that I can interact with is fantastic. Anytime I go to a museum or some sort of exhibit or anywhere where I can get my hands on something, you know, when I was a kid, it was all about, I want to push the button. I want, mommy, I want to push the buttons or I want to do this or that, you know, touching everything. But and, don't, and I wasn't touch. Even, don't touch. Don't touch. Yeah. And I was even blind yet. <laughs> right. But if, but if we went to a museum, though, that had like a button that made something happen, I just sit there and push that button over and over again. Uh, mm -hmm. And I had vision at the time to do that. But now mm -hmm. we've gone places that just happen to have or, or purposely even have things that are tactile for the blind or for children, uh, especially there's certain children's museums that have a lot of things that are tactile, blind or not, just because it's for children. And I love that stuff. So the mm. idea of being able to access these instructions for certain Lego kits and be able to put those together, that alone is pretty cool. But you're absolutely right. It's something even more special to say, not only did I build this, but I built it from nothing. And now I have a tactile, small scale representation of whatever it is I built, whatever that might be. And that can just open up so many different things for kids or anybody that wants to play, wants to build and, and wants to do something like this. So kudos to Legos uh, for doing something like this, like Mattel, they, they are really you know, doing something special here. I think it didn't really take much, honestly. It's not like it's a major thing just to add Braille or add audio or, or accessible directions online or something. However, something as simple and easy as that can really make a big difference for people. Oh, yes, absolutely. And when I was sighted, I would never have thought of that kind of thing. No, it would never occur to me. But it's not until you, you know, become blind or visually impaired that those small things are so huge in our lives. So, you know, again, I think it's fantastic. 
Absolutely. So following yeah. our theme this week, then, Maria, of things that are helping us, we have our Braille Uno's cards, we have Braille and, and other accessible instructions for Lego kits. And now moving on to another mainstream company who's doing a lot for accessibility, and that's Amazon. Recently, Amazon, well, they announced a whole bunch of new things. Oh, my goodness, the new Echo uh, devices. They have an Echo Studio with high-end quality audio and HD music. And they even have a collar for your dog that'll geofence them in your yard and let you know if they've left the yard on your phone, which I, actually I think is kind of cool for guide dog users, quite honestly. I think that'd be mm -hmm. kind of neat. But one of the big things that they're getting a lot of press from is something they're calling show and tell, which is such a silly, simple name, but it's so perfect for what it does. And, and I just love it because what they've done is in the Amazon Echo Show, which is basically a screen version, an actual video version of their Echo devices that, that have audio, you actually have a five inch, eight inch or 10 inch screen that you can choose from. In the Echo Show, the eight inch and the 10 inch right now, not the five inch, but the eight inch specifically, they have this feature, like I said, called show and tell, where anybody, but specifically blind people, could take a product, so something from your kitchen, whether it's uh, a bunch of bananas or a can of soup or a box of cereal or whatever, hold it up in front of the camera and on your Echo Show and ask Lady A, what is this or what is this product? And they have artificial intelligence built in that will take a look at it very similar to like a Microsoft Seeing AI or other types of apps and services that we've used over time to recognize different things, you know, barcodes and things. But in this case, it's recognizing objects. And so Lady A will tell you what the product is that you're holding up in front of the camera. I absolutely love this. I think it's fantastic. I've never really had much of a need for an Echo Show. I desire one because, well, I'm just a big tech nerd and, and I do the Double Tap Show where we talk all about technology and I love tech and I want one in that respect, but I don't really need one, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. uh, oh, especially yeah. because it's so visual at the same time with this type of technology built in where you just simply hold up something to the camera and say, what is this? And it tells you, for me, it might not be something that I'll necessarily use, but I do know a lot of blind people that have Echo Shows, and this just allows them another option. We talked last time when you were on, Maria, about Be My Eyes and Ira and those services of getting someone on the phone to talk with you and tell you what something is. But this totally just goes around all that and allows you to get information right there through the device. I saw this announcement too, and I thought, wow, wow, and wow, here we go, you know, a whole new level. I noticed those Amazon Echo shows when they first came out and my son had told me about it because he's always looking for the, you know, the new tech that comes out, new apps, whatnot, which is great. Sure. And I thought, well, what good is that going to do me? I Video, you know, it's too small and it was, you know, what, what would I use that for? Well, they've just made it, you know, they've just given us a reason. And so how easy and quick it is just to have your Amazon Echo sitting on your kitchen counter and just saying, you know, what is this? What is this? What is this? You know, cans, especially cans. I mean, they, they all feel the same. The, um, the lettering and writing, all that is, you know, I can't read. Um, and you know, I, I'm either using a magnifier, I'm calling a kid in the room or I'm using Ira or whatever, but how quick and easy this would be. The only problem is now you have to buy the device, you know, which again, 
Dear Santa. <laughs> yes, Dear Santa, because the, the Echo Show 8, the 8-inch version that they've just come out with that they're pushing this on, is $129.99 in the U.S. And this feature is only in the U.S. right now, although with everything yeah. Amazon, it'll roll out to you know other of countries course. over time, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, what, what I see this being useful for, just like you said, putting it in the kitchen where you can use it on the fly. So even if you don't have the vision enough to see things on the screen, so you can do video calls with this, of course, and ask it for information and it will give you a visual, visual representation if it's able to, or if you ask it for a recipe, it may, might give you a picture of what it's mm -hmm. going to look like finished and give you a, re a readout or a written example of the recipe and all that. And that's fantastic. And for somebody that can see all that, that's really, really great. And I think that that's very useful. As a matter of fact, I, I, after this story came out, my mom called me all excited she goes you know obviously i'm not visually impaired knock on wood however this alone has made me want one because of the fact that they did it and having you as my son and working with this community i just want one to give them the money just to say thank you and now that i've researched it more I actually can see me using this in my kitchen. She was talking about, you know, being, you know, wrist deep in baking something or in a bowl or, you know, with flour and different ingredients. And maybe you've got a, a you know, chicken or whatever it is you've got in your hands and your, your hands are dirty, whatever it might be. Even if you just dry them on a towel quickly for a blind person, you don't necessarily want to go grab your cell phone to use Microsoft Seeing AI or Envision AI or, or Be My Eyes or Iro or all the different many kinds of apps that we have for recognizing different things. You just want to have what's in your hand already, hold it up to something and say, what is this? Without having to go grab your phone or dirty your phone, you know, and not have to touch anything, just do it completely by voice. That alone makes it really beneficial. But then, of course, someone like my mom, who can see the readout on the screen, who can read the recipes and all that kind of thing, then she doesn't have to dirty up her recipe book. I remember when, when I was little, she had this Betty Crocker cookbook, you know, the hard binder and the little tabs mm -hmm, and all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it had pancake batter coke, you know, caked Yoink. on it and you know, all <laughs> kinds of other little seasonings or spices dripped yeah. on it over time. And, you know, some of the pages started to stick together. So, so something like an echo show is, is great for that, to take that out of the book and put it on a screen visually, but to be able to just say, what is this, you know, product and have it tell you, I, I just, I can see this being very beneficial. Again, it might not be something that I do because I don't do the cooking in my house. I could, but I just don't because my <laughs> wife is such an amazing cook. Um, but, uh, you know, so yeah, so, get, get that yeah, comment in there. Quick, exactly. Quick. Yeah, but she is though, truly. Um, but, uh, so why do I want to mess that up when she's so good at it? Oh but, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but no, yeah, if I was doing more cooking or if I was single or whatever and, and yeah did more in the kitchen and, and the kitchen's just one aspect. I mean, there's so many other things you could use this for, of course, just like an echo. So uh, I'm really pleased to see this. Uh, Amazon of course has done so many other things. They finally within the last six months made their app uh, on smartphones, much, much more accessible. Recently, they also added a feature on the echo devices where you can speed up or slow down lady A's voice. So you can speed it up. I think four different speeds and slow it down two or three different speeds or just reset it back to the default. So, uh, uh, that's very simple to do. Actually, just you know, use your wake word and say, I think it's just speed up speaking speed or increase speaking speed and you can increase it or then, of course, decrease speaking speed. So they're mm -hmm. doing so many things that that are helpful for us. And, and I just love it when anybody, but especially a mainstream company does something like this. Oh, I think it's awesome. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, whoever would have thought, you know, 
10 years ago or whatever, that we'd have these, you know, things in our homes that we could just talk to and could do so many things for us, sighted or blind. And, you know, who would have thought? Who would have thought? So, um, you know, it's great. Uh, like I said, I don't have one now. Maybe at Christmas. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, hello. It's on the list. It's on the list. But, um, you know, one of the things that um, was mentioned in one of the articles was um, spices. I How I can tell spices apart now, because I, I get stubborn and don't pull out my phone or call an agent, whatever, is I smell them. Yeah. <laughs> And I spend more time smelling, trying to find, you know, a certain spice. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. I don't even know why I do that, but <laughs> I, I'm stubborn. I'm very stubborn. Um, so, you know, this, again, if I had the Echo Show sitting right there, I'd pull it, you know, pull out the spice and I'd say, you know, you know, cinnamon or turmeric or allspice or whatever it was just so easy. And I would save, you know, save the nose from a lot of, you know, work. <laughs> save some time, save, save yeah. the nose. Absolutely. <laughs> so no, yeah, I, I just think this is really neat. And before moving on, I would be a bit remiss if I didn't mention that there also is a skill in there in the Echo Show that can help our deaf or deaf blind uh, brothers and sisters out there that can recognize sign language. So you can actually, if you're unable to speak, if you are mute uh, or, you know, or because of you know, being deaf, you, you're not able to to talk with your echo or echo show there are skills or there is a skill that will recognize sign language to talk to it through the camera so again something wow. else coupled with this show and tell feature that really does help with accessibility so again just something that's that's really neat so i want to make sure to mention that before we move on because wow. I, I just think that that's just a really a really cool thing as well and to that point maria about trying to find information about not products in this case but restaurant menus, which is just, I know, a huge bugaboo for so many different people that are blind and visually impaired, is trying to get an accessible version of a menu. A whole lot of restaurants do offer Braille options, but sometimes they're not quite up to date. Maybe they don't have the newest or most recent specials or something like that. And so you do still have to, you know, maybe ask the waiter or waitress or or what have you, or, or use one of those apps that we've talked about. But now, very similar to the website, if anybody ever remembers directionsforme.org where you could go online and get cooking directions for many different uh, say frozen meals or prepared meals. You can go in there and search for a prepared meal at directionsforme, that's the number four, dot uh, org and get the, get that information to, to tell you how to prepare that meal. But now we have another option, Maria, with a new website, literally brand new within the last week, in the same vein of directionsforme.org, and that's menusforall.com. Again, the number four for the word for. So menusforall.com. And on this website, you can actually search by city or location and find restaurants in your area. You can actually search by zip code and find menus to many of the popular restaurants in that area. Now, of course, since they are so brand new, there may not be every single restaurant around. But when I went to their website recently and did a search for restaurants near where I live, there was probably about a dozen or so of the popular restaurants out there, your Olive Gardens and things like that. And they had their full menus there and it was very accessible with descriptions and everything. And like I said before, I didn't even realize this was a thing until I just was kind of scrolling along on Facebook the other day. 
and saw Girl Gone Blind sharing this wonderful story about Menus for All. And I'm like, huh, this is interesting <laughs> and new. I got to check this out. So thanks, Maria, for putting that out there. That, that was very helpful. So um, t- tell us about this. Well, it's something that I just discovered. And backstory on that is I couldn't sleep one night. You know, it's 2.33 in the morning and I grab my phone like many people do. And you just kind of start scrolling around on Facebook, seeing what's going on in the world in the middle of the you know, night. Um, and I popped on um, this menus for all was shared in one of the visually impaired blind Facebook groups. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. It sounds, you know, it's new, just launched. And I was like, Ooh. So at 3 AM, I'm now sharing this to some of the um, LH1 groups that I'm involved in. I'm like, at this, look at this. This is going to be, you know, <laughs> this sounds great. All this stuff. And, and I thought I am first on board to start sharing this stuff. And then the next day I shared it on Girl Gone Blind, you know, for my followers there. I have played around on the website myself and, you know, did some clicking around and it's, you know, it, it's, it's limited at this point, like you were saying, but now that it's launched, just like with anything, then restaurants are going to get on board. Sometimes large, you know, large chains or, or other restaurants are like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to it. But once they see the the website up and they see that there's all these other restaurants are all on board, then typically other restaurants hop on board at that time. So it can only grow. And it's just, like you said, it's only in the U S right now. So who knows where it can go from here, but I found it super accessible on the website. I did not try it on my phone but the gal on the video that was sharing it into some of the um, blind visually impaired Facebook groups was doing it on her phone with voiceover. So clearly it's, it's accessible that way. And I would imagine they would make sure it was fully accessible um, both on the web and on your phone. So um, I still need to click around to find the restaurants in my area, which is San Diego and kind of just see who's on board um, and all of that. But it is nice to be able to go before, to this website before you go to a restaurant, if you know where you're going. But if you want, while you're there, you might check to see if the um, menu is accessible, you know, on the website while you're there. So, hey, it's it's a one-stop shop for accessible menus. And I think that's great. So hopefully it will take off and it will build and build and build from here uh, with other restaurants hopping on board and maybe, you know, start moving into other countries. Of course, that's one of the many reasons I wanted to talk about it on the show this week when I saw you sharing this the other day, because I'm hoping it does take off. I'm hoping that they are able to foster a lot of restaurant partnerships here and get updated information because that's kind of the trick. And that's been a problem with different services in the past that have tried to offer menus, whether they're specific for people that are blind or visually impaired or even mainstream apps uh, that have tried to offer menus in some ways. It's hard because restaurants update their menus so regularly and to have different specials or different featured items or, or what have you, you know, in every three months or every month, even some Sometimes they might be mm-hmm. changing or adding something to the menu. And so that can be very difficult. So if they are able to really, you know, get involved with these restaurants and have partnerships and update these menus on a regular basis, that would be fantastic. And, and like I said, I, I did play with it a little bit. I actually did do it on my phone so I can confirm that the that video was correct. It is very accessible on an iPhone with voiceover. So I presume it'd be the same on an Android with uh, TalkBack as well. And 
it, it was very nice. It was very clear what it was. They, they tell you right there at the top of the page that, you know, that it is a website specifically for people that are blind and visually impaired, that it's mm -hmm. meant to be accessible with screen readers. They actually put that right there at the top to tell you that. And I like that in a way that, that they're being very clear. This is what this is. This is what it's for. And this is what we're going to try to do. And so uh, I'm, I'm very happy that, that somebody is taking this on. But better them than me because I, I, it's got to be a daunting <laughs> task. But oh, yeah. uh, but it is going to hopefully become uh, another one of those tools in our our little blind toolkit, as it were, that uh, we can go to and know that it's it's going to be there and available for us. So um, yeah, congratulations to them for putting this out there. I hope that it only just gets bigger and bigger. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be watching. Yes, agreed. And I do know they have a Facebook page you can go and like. So I'm sure that has more information on it as this um, website and this concept grows. I'm sure you'll be seeing more of, you know, maybe additions to their website uh, as far as other menus. Um, and, you know, who knows, it, it, it might become the new go-to <laughs> for this kind of thing. So um, hopefully it will grow in popularity, like you said, and I'm, I was thrilled to find it. And I'm thrilled that you did and that you shared it. So again, that's uh, menusforall.com, but remember the number four, so menusforall.com. But as always, of course, you can go to lifeafterblindness.com where I'll have links to everything we've talked about, not just for the things we've discussed here in the news, but for anything that we talk about here on the Life After Blindness podcast, all links will be right there in the show notes available for you to find. So if you forget any of this, just go check out lifeafterblindness.com. Well, Maria, that's all I've got for the news this week. I am so happy that you were able to come back and join me once again to talk through these topics. It's so nice to have another voice and another opinion on the show to talk things through. So thank you so much for coming back on. And thank you for having me, Tim. I'm always up for being a part of your podcast, and I so appreciate you having me on. And Maria, real quick before I let you go, then where can people get more information about you and what you've got going on? They can find my website at girlgoneblind.com. I'm also on Facebook at girlgoneblind and on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind. Very good. Well, everybody definitely go check out everything that Maria is doing at Girl Gone Blind. And again, I thank you so much for being with me, Maria. Thank you, Tim. Talk to you soon. And before we wrap up the show with today's tech tip, I just want to remind you that anything that you've heard in today's episode can be found by visiting the Life After Blindness website. You can go to lifeafterblindness.com slash 36 to get more information and links to anything that you've heard about in today's episode. And now a quick and easy gesture to use to adjust the volume control of your Apple Watch in today's tech tip. T3 initiated. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to quickly mute or quiet your Apple Watch? You could just use your iPhone and go into airplane mode, which would automatically mute your Apple Watch. You could also go into the control panel of your Apple Watch and scroll down to theater mode or mute and do it from there as well. But I'm here to show you a quick and easy way to decrease the volume of your Apple Watch right from your watch face. To do this, simply take two fingers and double tap and then hold your fingers down on the watch face. As you move your fingers down the watch face, it will turn the volume of the Apple Watch down. As you move your two fingers back up the watch face, it will turn the volume back up. It's that simple, it's that easy, right from the watch face, turning up and down the volume of your Apple Watch. 
I really do like simple little tricks like that. It makes using technology so much easier. Now, if there's something about technology that you'd like for me to cover in a future episode, whether it's assistive tech or even mainstream, let me know. You can send your emails to tim at lifeafterblindness.com. And that will conclude another episode of the Life After Blindness podcast. I'd like to thank Maria Johnson from GirlGoneBlind.com for joining me once again for this week's news. And of course, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining me every week here on the Life After Blindness podcast. Remember to follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter by following at Labcast. That's L-A-B-C-A-S-T. And be sure to visit my website, LifeAfterBlindness.com, where in addition to the podcast, I do post personal blogs and articles. Please join me again next time as we continue our journey together to find that there truly can be a life after blindness. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.